Welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and I'm so happy that you are joining me today. Subscribe if a CEO mindset is something you want to obtain and you want to find the intersection where your work and life coexist. The sky is the limit when you're clear about your value, consistent in the way you share said value, and you're upfront and honest about who you are while sharing it. There are so many examples to follow and learn from. Let's get into today's, shall we? Okay, the year's done. And I'm sitting on the edge of my bed and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, like an entire year, another year has happened and I still don't have accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. Am I closer? Yes. Did I have some wins? Yes. But am I where I want to be? No, I'm not. And the frustration is real. It is so real. And I'm so tired of it. I'm tired of getting to the end of the year. And I feel like there have been some wins. I have done some things. But the one thing that I really wanted to get accomplished for the year is just not done. And I don't understand why. I cannot figure out. I cannot fathom why I am not where I wanted to be by the end of that of the year I just it's frustrating are you feeling like that do you feel like that because I excuse the plane going by it is a beautiful day here in Texas um, but here we are at the beginning of another year and there were some things that I didn't get done and I allowed that to really bother me around November Thanksgiving, I started to get really annoyed at the fact that I had worked so hard towards one particular goal and didn't didn't get there. I just did not get there. And I beat myself up about it. And I thought this might be for someone because it's so easy to do. We get ourselves hyped up at the beginning of the year, all excited about what the future holds. We're like ready to go game on let's get it done and then we get to the end of the year and that one thing that we were super excited about super like ready to hit the ground running with didn't come to fruition and one of the things that I did at the end of last year was I took a good hard look at why that was and I looked at sort of the elements that I think may have been the reason for why I didn't get where I wanted to be. And I thought that you might find this helpful because it's so easy to do. It's so easy to get lost in the weeds of what it is we want to do and we're not focused on the end game. And I talk about this all the time. So obviously, you know, if I can fall prey to it, it's just something, it's just, it's common. It's not anything out of the norm. But I think this is going to be very helpful to someone. So I wanted to share these three things, or is it four? How many do I have here? Um, four. I have four different things that I think we need to really be mindful of as we start this new year. And, I mean, if we don't do these things, like what could happen? So if, I know for me, I found that I didn't stay true to what I knew for myself, or that's not true. I didn't apply what I knew of myself to all areas of myself. And you know how you do something and you realize, wow, you know, I am this way. I need this to happen in order for this set of circumstances to work out. And I talk about this all the time um, inside of my Project CEO program. 
and I actually forgot to just, I don't know, I don't know why I didn't think to apply this thing to the strategizing and planning of my business. And that is that I really need to write things down. I have my happy planner and I love it to death, um, but I need to be able to write things out in order for me to keep them in my head or to to solidify the thing that needs to be done. And so even though I do this when I'm working with my clients, I write things down when I am um, actually planning a program or writing a program or a script or something like that, I write things down. But in terms of my overall strategy for the year, at the beginning of the year, the goals that I want to accomplish for the year, I digitize it. Like I would do them like on a spreadsheet, a revenue uh, spreadsheet. And I can share it with you. I bought this from another influencer years and years ago. And for like the past four years or so, I've used this spreadsheet and I'm really good at putting everything in the spreadsheet, making sure that I know I want my revenue to be, what goals I need to hit in order to meet that revenue. And then there's a section where you go in on a weekly basis, basically, um, and you write out what you need to do that particular week to get things done in that quarter and to achieve your revenue goal at, for the year. And that's where I fall short because that means like just digitizing it and like putting it in, being sure to go in once a week and typing it out. And that's where I failed. What I realized about myself at the end of last year was that this is an area that I was not applying what I know about myself and it was causing harm. It was not helping me to achieve my goals. And so this year I did something different and I got the power sheets by Cultivate What Matters. I will put the link down below. I have not, I do not have a review of this system. Um, I just got it this year. Twenty this this year coming up will be the very first year that I use it. And so maybe next year this time I'll be able to give you a review and tell you how it all worked out for me. But the big thing that kind of helped me out at the end of last year was to realize that I need to write out every week. I need to set aside time in my schedule to write out the goals for the next week, what has to be accomplished that week, and just do these little minute steps towards my end goal for the year. And I think that is one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle that has eluded me for the past few years is because I was trying to um, use digital, like just the conveniences of digital apps to help me with my goals and my planning. And I thought it was working great because, you know, my team and I were using it. We were back and forth. We were talking and we had all of these apps that were helping us. But I needed something for me and I was not taking into account what I needed in this particular area of my life to do and be my best. And when I applied my circumstances for optimal success to that particular area, at the end of the year, a light bulb went off. And I was like, oh my goodness, no wonder. Andrea, you need to write things down. You need to hold yourself accountable every week by writing it out and having to write it out with pen and paper and say you didn't reach your goal last week or you weren't able to accomplish something is holding myself accountable. I have to look at that and say, well, why not? I have to ask myself these hard questions and say, well, why didn't I? Why wasn't I able to get things done? And it's because, well, you took too much time watching television or whatever the case may be. I have to be responsible enough when I sit down at the beginning of the week or at the end of the week and write out what my goals are for the following week. I have to be accountable for why I didn't meet my goal that week. 
And so it's going to be harder for me not to strive and focus and be intentional in the present week. Because I don't want to write down that I didn't do enough job. I didn't do enough to like do what was necessary to reach my overall goal by the end of the year. I hope that makes sense. Well, anyway, so what I wanted to talk about was because I wanted to talk about this because I know how, you know, you get to the end of the year and you realize, wow, these insecurities, like why do I feel like, you know, I just, I can't make it or I'm not good enough or that negative self-talk. Or why do I say sometimes to myself, well, gosh, you know, I'm this age and I'm never going to get there, even though I see other people talking about how, um, you know, you're never too old. You can always, you know, chase your dreams. And all of that is true. But when you feel like you you didn't make it, like you had the opportunity, it was within your grasp and you didn't do it. You know, that could be a feeling that you are having because you didn't reach your goal this year or the one goal. Like. Like, to be honest, I had so many wins this year. I mean, last year, I had so many wins. I I mean, I just ticked them off, ticked them off, and was so grateful. So I don't want that to be lost in this little tangent that I'm on right now. I was so grateful for all the things, all of the accomplishments that happened, all of the, just, like, just the goals that were met. I was so happy about them. But I still was in, I still ended up sitting on my bed thinking to myself, well, the one thing that I really wanted to get done last year, I did not get done. And I was beating myself up a little bit about it because I had opportunities to do it, but it just never seemed like it was right. And this isn't a situation where it's like perfect. I wanted it perfect. No, it was like, I did not have the momentum to do what it was I wanted to do, even though I had tried various things to get the momentum. And then I realized a couple of things around November, October, I was like, oh my God, no wonder. This is why that didn't work. So a lot of light bulbs went off and I'm very thankful for that. But at the same time, I didn't achieve the goal. I didn't reach the goal that I wanted to by the end of the year in this one particular area. But I felt like, and it was causing me insecurities. It was making me feel like I just, I'm never going to get there. I turned 50 this year. Oh my God, half my life. And, you know, I still haven't gotten this thing, this one thing that I'm looking for. And I had to kind of check myself because I didn't want those insecurities. I didn't want that limiting belief. I didn't want that negative self-talk. And so I decided to change it because I don't want to feel like I failed. I don't want to feel like I wasn't productive because none of that is true. I didn't fail. I was productive. I made huge accomplishments. So I'm telling you all this. I know it's a rant. I'm telling you all of this because I don't want you to feel that way. I don't want you to feel like you got to the end of the year and you didn't get accomplished what you wanted to get accomplished. I don't want you to feel like you failed. I don't want you to feel like you can't do it. Um, I don't want you to feel like you weren't productive because even if you didn't reach the goal that you really were pushing to reach, you know what you did do? You made it to the end of the year, you persevered, and you have an opportunity to make it better and do it this year. That's what I'm telling myself. But I had to recognize those circumstances for optimal success in this one area, the thing that I knew about myself that was going to help me do and be my best, I was not applying to this particular area. And so that's why circumstances for optimal success are so important because when you go to evaluate what you're doing and why it didn't work, you can look at, was I applying my circumstances for optimal success? And if I wasn't, that is an area that can be adjusted so that you don't make the same mistake again. So what can we do about this? Well, let's look at some things that I've got four things right now that you can do 
to go ahead and get your new year off to a good start, to prepare yourself to achieve whatever goals you have in this present year. You're, we're right at the beginning, at the time of me recording this video. It is day one of the year. And so I have all the time, I have another 364 days to get this thing accomplished that I'm trying to get accomplished. And so, I mean, the sky is bright, you know, the, the future is bright. I have this opportunity, but these things that I'm going to share with you are things that need to be set in place so that you make sure that you're staying on task and you are going to be able to achieve your goals. I'm applying this to myself and that's why I'm sharing with you. The very first thing is to set boundary set boundaries using what I call your personal framework. So if you know what your strengths are, if you know where your limitations lie, but you also know what it is that you really, really want and the things that you just will not tolerate on this journey, put that on some paper and let's start walking in that and evaluating every set of circumstances through the lens of this personal framework. Because that is going to help you stay focused. It's going to help you teach people how to treat you. It's going to manage people's expectations. It's really going to help you to stay in your lane and bring yourself back to center when you need to, if you get off track, because you're going to get off track. I know that. Like I'm not delusional in thinking that this, what I'm, what I'm telling you right now is going to prevent me from straying or being distracted or triggered. But at least when those things happen, I have a mechanism, I have a plan in place to get myself back center. So I want you to set boundaries using this personal framework strategy that I just shared with you. And if you're not sure about it, then there are tons of video. I will link them down below where I'm talking about the personal framework because, I mean, it's, it's just chef's kiss, really. And when you apply it to every single situation, you will be so surprised at how, you know, just how much better things can be. So I will link those um, other uh, pieces of content where I'm talking about my personal framework. I will link that down below. The next thing that you should do is to um, really adjust your mindset and establish different habits. So mindset is huge, right? Like one of the things that I have had, and I heard this talked about earlier uh, in the week where someone was talking about a, a mindset of scarcity and how from the, um, from my childhood in, in my culture, you know, I, I don't, we didn't have a lot of money. My mom was a single parent. We didn't have a lot of time, ton of money. Now I never felt like we were poor or anything, but we were, um, but we just didn't have a lot. There were limitations and the conversations were always around the limitations, the, the things that we couldn't do, the things that we didn't have, um, things that we couldn't experience because we didn't have things of that nature. So you develop a scarcity mindset, you know, and you want to hold on to the things that you have and take care of it and, and like treat it with kid gloves. Um, and that's not a good way to do things. It's just not. And so my mindset, I decided that at the end of the year, I was going to get my finances right, you know, better get more savvy with them myself instead of just letting someone else handle them. And I was also going to um, start transitioning from a mindset of scarcity to a mindset of abundance because I have the ability to make all of my dreams happen. I can work remotely from a beach. I can buy um, the things that I want for myself. I can have a luxurious life. I can bring my husband home from his job if that's what I want to do. 
I just have to set the plan in motion. I have to create the plan and then set the plan in motion. So I am going to let that mindset of scarcity go and, um, and start to develop my mindset of abundance. But, you know, I can't do that alone. That's why I created the CEO circle, because there are a lot of us who need to shift our mindsets. And there are so many different mindsets that need to be shifted. It's not just one. It's not like I'm just going to like you just say, oh, I just need to change my mindset and everything changes. There are so many areas of your life that have to be adjusted where you have to think differently. I had to think differently about the way I eat because I was diagnosed with diabetes. So even though I grew up with the most amazing food, I have to shift the way I think about food, right? Because it's not just to comfort me. It's not just to make me feel better because those are bad things. Emotional eating is not a great thing, but eating just to fuel my body, that is a mindset shift that had to happen. I'm eating to fuel my body. Everything I eat does not have to be like my mom made it, but it does have to pack a ton of nutrients so that I can be healthy and stay as healthy as possible and potentially get off my medications. See what I'm saying? So your mindset has to shift. There are a lot of different mindsets. And inside my CEO circle, we're going to be talking about how to shift those mindsets. And I think mindsets, yeah, how to shift those mindsets. And I think a lot of that is going to be with changing habits. And that is not an easy task because we have been conditioned with our habits to act on a particular cue, and then have a certain routine after we've been cued, and then we seek that reward that comes after we've done that routine. So for me, a perfect example is when we lived in Kentucky, I did not like it. So I'm sorry if you live in Kentucky and you're watching this, but I just did not like it. And I would sneak um, Twix cookies, Twix candy bars, peanut butter Twix specifically. And I would go and just eat them and eat them because it made me feel better. My trigger was, or the cue was I had an emotional breakdown. I was feeling bad. I wasn't liking where I was. Um, maybe someone would treat me poorly in a grocery store or my neighbor would not be nice to me or my children were very young. So I was having a bad mommy day and I just felt bad and just uh, alone. And I would go, that was a trigger. And I would go, the routine was to go and get that peanut butter Twix. And I would just, oh my God, it would just feel so good going down. And I would just, it would just make me feel better. And that was the reward, that it made me feel better. It just soothed me in some way. In order for me to switch that habit, I had to recognize the cue and change the routine in order to get a very similar reward where I felt better and I wasn't as triggered or felt as bad. So our mindset can only really shift when we change habits that are holding us hostage, holding that bad mindset hostage, keeping it in us. And so inside the CEO circle, we're tackling 12 different mindsets because we're talking about one each month. And I'm, I'm so excited about this because I feel like it's a way for me to do this in community and get um, some encouragement and some motivation and some inspiration from other people. So I don't know if that's something that you might be in need of, but if you are, I will definitely make sure that the link to the CEO circle is down below and you can apply. And I have it so that you have to apply because I really want people inside the CEO circle who are serious about changing mindsets and serious about adjusting their habits so they can be better and do better and achieve their goals. And so it is definitely a safe place where like-minded individuals reside and are talking and helping each other and sharing their tips and tricks on how they were able to overcome certain things. And so if that is something you're interested in, make sure that you click on the description, uh, the link in the description so that you can, you know, apply.
The next thing that I really feel is going to help me achieve the things that I need to achieve um, in this new year, and I hope that you that you can find this helpful as well, is I have to maintain that momentum. Like now that it's the first of the year and I'm really motivated to do something different to get different results, I've like done the work during my break to prepare. I want to keep that momentum going. I want to keep striving, keep up the work so that at the end of this year, I can come back and say, oh my God, it worked. And this is what I did to make it happen. And I think that you, I want to find out from you if it worked for you as well. So we'll be checking in back and forth inside the CEO circle. So if you're not in the CEO circle, come on, come on, join the crew. Because inside the year, we have to find ways to get up every day to do this thing called life and do it with a smile on our face. So in addition to the mindset of abundance, I'm going to adopt the mindset of gratitude, which I already have a mindset of gratitude, but I mean, I want to act it out for real. Like I want to wake up every morning without fail, giving thanks for just waking up, just being able to open my eyes, start the day with that, and just being grateful for a lot of different things. And so again, another mindset, right, <laughs> that we'll be talking about inside the CEO circle. So, um, but yeah, in order to stay motivated, we have to, I have to evolve, just constantly learn and grow and do better. And once I read it or see it or hear it, I have to acknowledge it and adopt that mentality if it's going to be for my betterment. So with that in mind, I'm going to start, I've got a goal to read at least 12 books this year, but I'm striving for 15, you know, aim high, you know, and so uh, inside the CEO circle, um, that's another thing. I might even create a book club. I don't know. I might join someone else's book club. But the goal is to just evolve, to constantly evolve. Just like the title of this podcast, the CEO Mindset Podcast, constantly evolving and being open to the failing, failing forward. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to constantly evolve. And instead of reading pieces of books that will help me on my journey, I'm going to read whole books. That will help me on my journey and I'm going to use the information I'm going to share the information with those in the CEO circle and we're going to talk about it and use it together to grow be better and do better so this next tip this tip that I'm sharing with you is to just really um, continue with your momentum by constantly evolving don't just stay stagnant don't and don't become a Googleaholic either where you try to find all of your answers on Google literally get a book read the book you know and let's like really dive into being better and evolving right this year. And the last and final tip that I'm going to share with you um, is to establish standards for your journey. Um, if you don't stand for anything, you'll if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. That's what I you know the quote. And so for me, setting standards by which I will operate myself and my business and how I will operate my family, um, my personal life is important because when you set standards, what you're doing is you're letting the world know where your boundaries are. Um, and you are setting yourself, you're setting a bar for yourself. Um, this is kind of the level that I want my life to be on. And if it falls short of that, I do not want to participate. I do not want to acknowledge. I do not want to accept, you know, 
have standards with your friendships, with your business partners, with the content you put out, with the way you look, um, with the way you speak, when you speak, have standards um, and know that it's okay to say no. Because no is a complete sentence. I think I might that might be the theme for the whole year that new is no is a complete sentence. But if you have these standards, um, it is definitely going to be beneficial for you to to just at least have have a an up level in your year. You know, if you start if you have a baseline and everything is above that baseline that you accept and you operate with, your baseline may move. And you may end up at the end of the year at a higher baseline with higher standards. Um, so, and you can use your own personal journey. I call it your epiphany journey that got you in business in the first place to set those standards. Because now you know what it took for you to succeed. Um, you know the steps you had to take to get where you are. And to you know what steps need to be taken in order to get where you want to be. And so use that. Um, as guidance um, if you're helping someone else if you need to go back to the drawing board and see how you did it the first time use that epiphany journey as your guide um, and to help you set those standards that are going to make this year an even better year than last year okay now before I let you go I know that I've mentioned the CEO circle a couple of times but I in addition to joining my CEO circle I also want you to subscribe here because we're going to be on a journey um, this year I want to go live I want to have all kinds of um, guests on where we're sharing amazing content and I want you here along for the ride so hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode and come back and join me again for another week because we're gonna do this thing all year I'm ready to up level and apply what I know about myself now what I wasn't applying last year uh, to the things that I do this year and I want you along for the ride. So I look forward to seeing you again and next week. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. That does it for today's episode of the CEO Mindset Podcast. Remember, this is the place to be to find the intersection between your personal life and your business life so that they coexist. It's also where you learn how to consistently evolve and be open to the failures that happen, be open to the opportunities, be open to the opportunity for change. Make sure you are subscribed. Leave your comments below about today's episode if you have any questions, comments, concerns. I want to hear all about them and I want to hear how you are using what you hear to grow your business, live the life you love, and have that quality of life that we are all looking to achieve. All right, guys, don't forget to follow me over on Instagram, AF Patrick. Definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official. All the links that you need to continue following and being a part of the BU Boss Squad community is listed in the show notes along with any other links that I think might be amazing for this particular podcast. Remember, we are on all the podcast uh, platforms. So if you have not already, find us and subscribe. See you again next week.